0: Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant
1: be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other co-host, I'm Tenant Michael. We're recording uh, in separate rooms inside my apartment here in beautiful, somewhat sunny downtown Toronto.
0: Yeah, it's not I mean, is it it's not that beautiful in the winter, you know. If it was up to me, we'd be doing this show in Miami or oh. I don't know, somewhere in the Keys. But uh, you know, Mike
1: insists that home base is Toronto. So Toronto is home. That's a popular t shirt that you can sometimes see on the streets of the GTA. Yeah, I
0: remember when you bought That Toronto is Home t-shirt a year or two ago, and you wore that thing out. You wore that every day. I think I saw you wear that to a wedding, didn't I?
1: I did, and by the time the year was through, that shirt was a funky piece of clothing. Because I I had forgotten to wash it the entire year I wore it, so it was a little bit stinky. It had a lot of stains on it from, you know, suppers and lunches and breakfasts, but, um, you know, it had a fun message.
0: Yeah, I remember at a, um, people were saying at a Fringe Festival a couple years ago, they almost had to stop a performance uh, at the Fringe Festival mm-hmm. because you went in with your uh, Home is Toronto funky t-shirt and the yeah. smell
1: practically drove everyone out of the gymnasium. It, <laughs> yes, it's true. <coughs> I made the I made blog to that day. <laughs> yes, that's right.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, you Boy, know do you I... miss Fringe, Michael? Can I just ask? Because you were a Fringe oh, fanatic. God. If you don't know what the Fringe Festival is, it they do it in cities all over the place. They yeah, you know, <coughs> a bunch of people put together sort of uh, non professional plays, or sometimes they're professional. I don't know. Yeah, there's like a hundred plays on for a week, mm-hmm. and Mike would go to every single Fringe play.
1: Yes, and a lot of them were like. One man, like very, very, uh, very serious one man shows about like here's my st- story of my battle with like chronic fatigue syndrome or something <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah, or like it's very good, very
1: good. Yeah, or there'll be classic farces like you'll, you know, you'll see uh <laughs> the importance of being earnest, or you'll see like <laughs> the Mousetrap or something. And uh, I believe the most popular or the most successful fringe shows that ever happened were uh my big fat greek wedding and the drowsy chaperone i think those were two uh was, oh james you're uh you're i
0: don't know what's going on i wasn't coughing before we pressed record is that irony is that you know that could be a line in uh, Alanis morissette's song ironic yeah. you know uh you didn't have to cough until you pressed record on your podcast and then you cough isn't it
1: ironic yeah um was big fat greek wedding a fringe show it was a friggin' fringe show. And that's the thing. When we think of my big fat Greek wedding, we think Hollywood, glamour, yeah. celebrities, yes. you know, Rolls Royce's and you know, yes. fancy uh, parties. But it actually started as a scrappy little fringe show. I didn't know that. That actually
0: yeah. kind of really legitimizes the the, the 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 dumb Fringe Festival.
1: Wow! Apparently, Tom Hanks apparently caught wind of it, and I'd like to imagine Tom Hanks flying to Toronto to to see a Fringe show and then being like, "I'll take, I'll buy the rights." Oh wow! I didn't know that that uh, the
0: Big Fat Greek Wedding had such Toronto roots.
1: I think it was yeah, or or maybe it was Winnipeg. Either way, Fringe uh, yeah, <laughs> Festival. Fun. Hey, wow. see, seeing as how we're talking, we're, we're coming right out of the gate talking about live theater. Mm. I wanted to let you know something, James. Um, so we're under lockdown right now. A lot of the world is under lockdown because of Mr. COVID. Except, I believe New Zealand and Australia have done a pretty good job of, of crushing COVID. And I saw over the weekend on Twitter that they've done such a great job in Australia of uh, you know keeping people healthy and COVID cases are so low that uh, theaters are reopening, including the Australian production of C- Come From Away. Wow,
0: that's perf- that, that, that will take away the COVID blues. What a reward! So it would be like, um, welcome to the rock. <laughs> They'd be singing it like that. <laughs> Jeez, when they landed here in Newfoundland, where I live... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Nine Eleven happened, and we everybody landed their plane here in Newfoundland.
1: <laughs> you never been scratched in before, have you? <laughs> well, apparently, yeah. They changed the plot of Australian Come from Away, so it's not about the people of Gander, Newfoundland, you know, showing hospitality to Americans and and you know foreigners during Nine Eleven. It's actually about how Australians um, banded together to to uh, cull rabbits, and so it's just a lot of scenes of Australians. <laughs> slaughtering rabbits on stage. That's interesting. I heard also that for the
0: Australian Come From Away, um, the disaster in that version of the play wasn't eleven. Oh. It was actually when the government made a law to uh, ban the use of kangaroos <laughs> in food. Oh,
2: really? <laughs> yeah. Is that, that, is that was their
0: nine eleven?
1: That actually happened. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Not for
0: food, but they use it for like ointments and stuff. Right, uh, kangaroo jizz.
1: Wow, yeah, interesting, interesting <laughs> stuff.
0: You know, so when that when the government put that bill into action, they had to divert all these planes because everyone on the plane was freaking out. <laughs> they can't take data, why?
1: away. <laughs> it's of our heritage. Um, I, there was also speaking of other Australian news, there was a thing, was a documentary on uh, CBC Television the other night about a like a hipster millennial. Uh, evangelical Christian church that has expanded from Australia to to Canada, and they have a church in Toronto. Hey, in the documentary, way to go to Toronto, yeah, yeah, and uh, some of the former members of the church sort of implied that it was a bit of a cult, and I thought it was very funny the idea of you know being being brainwashed by a cult. At most times, is tragic, but being brainwashed by like a charismatic Australian man. Is very funny to me, and uh, you know, <clears throat> if you're in an Australian cult, you got you got no one but yourself to blame, my friend.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're talking about a cult led led by say a French man or yes. a Spanish man or an Italian man or yeah, sign something like that. Sure, yeah. sure. I'm I get it. I might be in your shoes too. But a cult led by an Australian guy? Yeah.
1: Eh, Follow I me. Mean, I'll be- give you everything you ever wanted. <laughs>
0: A spaceship's going to emerge from behind that cloud and zip us up.
1: What if I told you that there's a place in the afterlife where you've got all the fosters you'd ever want? Uh, We're really giving it to the Australians. Yeah, we this are week. really unfairly.
0: I sort of started this path. Yes, and you did. are picking up on it, and mm-hmm. I wonder if we have any downloads at all in Australia. But if we do, uh, we oh, they apologize. just vanished. Yeah. I would love to visit, wouldn't you?
1: I'll probably never set foot in Australia. <laughs> well, I would love to go. Ayers Rock, Golden uh, Coast, or whatever it's here, called. Here's the one thing I'd like to see. Mm. They do have a statue in uh, either Sydney or Melbourne. Of, uh, they have a statue of Dame Edna, which I think would be funny. I'd like to fly 24 hours to get to Australia. Get out, go immediately look at the Dame <laughs> Edna statue, pay my respects, immediately go back to the airport, fly home.
0: Well, you know what, landlord tenant nation, maybe
1: if one of our listeners
0: um started a go fund me to buy Mike a ticket to go see the Dame Edna statue and fly immediately home, maybe we could make this happen.
1: <clears throat> My name is Michael and I have a dream. To fly? Yeah. To to some city in Australia to find the statue. Yeah, that'd be fun. <clears throat> you know what I do envy
0: uh, of uh, in terms of Australian and New Zealand comedians? Um, they really get to do the, the sort of, um, dry humor thing with the accent in a way that really just works. Yes. You know, like, and just sort of make a joke like that. And then it's somehow very funny to us over here. We can't do that in the same way.
1: No. The fuck? I hate our accents. Oh, I hate them too.
0: I hate them too. So, um... How are you doing, Mike? How's it going? We're here. Actually, we're recording this on Monday, January 18th. Isn't today yes. Blue Monday the most depressing day of the year? Yeah,
1: yeah, it really uh, stands out from all the other days uh, we've <laughs> experienced in the last uh, 10 months. Yes. Yeah,
0: life is hell right yeah. now, but hopefully not forever. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you feel um, blue, well, it's Blue Monday, so that might be why. <laughs>
1: And hopefully we can be the clowns that put a little smile on your face with our little act.
0: I love imagining one of our listeners in the shower, maybe bawling their eyes out, uh, <laughs> depressed as hell. And then they've got a little Bluetooth shower speaker with Mike and I in there with them. Yeah, And uh, we're a couple of clowns uh, making them turning their smile around we're the clowns in the shower with our listeners (laughs) that's a great (laughs) slogan for the podcast think
1: of us as the clowns in the shower with you or if you're on the toilet we're your toilet companions uh while you do your business we're
0: two little you know four inch tall clowns that live (laughs) in the tank of the toilet and when you're Sitting on it. We tap on the lid like <laughs> let us out. And then we come out and do little tricks and you have smile yeah. while you're on the toilet. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and we smell sort of like chlorine in the water in the toilet the tank. We, we smell all sorts of ways, yeah. Anyways. Um anyways isn't a word. It's anyway. Anyways. A- anyway. Um
1: how's it going? How's your week? Um it's a bit of a weird you know, January's rolling right along and it's it seems hmm. like time is standing still. But the big the big focus of this week is of course the inauguration of 46. Of course I'm talking about President uh, Joe Biden. It's happening Wednesday and there's That's a lot... funny
0: that he's the president forty six because I believe his age is exactly double that number.
1: Yes, he's nine ninety-two <laughs> ninety-two, yeah. Ninety-two years old. And he's uh, he's, yeah, he's being sworn in uh, Wednesday, and there's a lot of uh, troops in Washington D.C. to make sure he's safe, or alternately, to uh, stage a coup and assassinate him. <laughs> it's unclear what is going to happen, but um, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I've uh, and you're a Biden bro, right? I'm a Biden bro, yeah, I'm always tweeting and arguing online to to protect Biden, and uh, in fact, I'm so excited that I have, you know I'm a musical guy, right? You know that. Yes, I I know that, yeah. I have written a little piece of musical satire to celebrate the Biden inauguration this Wednesday, and uh, it's a bit of a song parody of the Billy Joel classic, We Didn't Start the Fire, you know, so... A lot of words coming quickly at you. If you know that song, uh, if you don't know that song, <laughs> please Google it. And uh, yeah, I I love musical satire because it allows you to sneak a, like a, a very poignant message into a fun format. You know, sort of sugaring the pill. So yeah, I've written a little satire. Now, were
0: song. you at all worried that this might be really lame? N-
1: no. As okay. I just said, it's musical satire, you know, in the in the tradition of Mark Russell or groups like Capital Steps or uh, Arrogant Worms, if you're familiar with them in Canada. You know, everyone loves uh, satirical musical comedy because
0: or, it, it... Or sometimes you'd hear it on like um, FM radio morning shows. Yes. You know, they'd get their producer or something to do a parody song.
1: Yeah, and it's always fun and uh so I'm sort of the latest in that grand tradition and um
0: and you think this is going you think this is good and what's your purpose of of making this
1: Well, I'm project? I recorded it and I emailed it to the White House email address and I yeah, I sent a DM of it to to Biden's new Twitter account. And so I'm not sh- I you know, I'm I'm humble. I'm not expecting him him to listen to it, but hopefully someone on his staff will hear it and will brighten their day. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to give a little taste uh, of the song to our listeners. Um, It's a parody of We Didn't Start the Fire, and here it is, the world premiere. White House scandal, Trump is weird, Ted Cruz grew a bushy beard. Comey fired, Trump is weird, QAnon has appeared. Romney's brave, Trump is weird, decency has disappeared. Capitol riot, Trump is weird, quite a lot of poo was smeared. Trump is a thief and liar, but he has to exit, Biden's gonna fix it. Trump is a thief and liar, now it's Biden, Harris, and they're gonna save us. Yeah! All right, Hmm. so there it is. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that Wednesday goes well. Huh. What do you think?
0: Um, mm, so this is
1: like a comedy, like this was supposed to be funny or? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is funny because I here's why it's funny. I'll explain why, because I'm listing facts that people should remember.
0: Huh? Yeah. I guess I get it, sort of. Uh, yeah, I do have. I mean, I I guess I'd say like I maybe I'm I'm I might be missing the the comedy a bit, and I, I think my main my main note is that you did say mm. Trump is weird. I think three times in the song, which feels like maybe maybe that could have. No, been. No, I didn't. You did three. Did I? I think three times you say Trump is weird, and uh, yeah, I think maybe that could have been workshopped or improved mm-hmm. upon. But that's just me. Usually oh. in parody songs, like it's a different thing every time, but you just kind of repeated the same uh, thing.
1: I don't think I did what you're accusing mm. me of, but I'll, I will. You know, I'll go back and listen, and if I did, uh, I guess I'll rewrite it, re-record it. But the problem, the problem is, James, I already sent this to Joe Biden's email address, so it's sort of too late. To, because uh, he's going, he's it.
0: definitely going to download it and listen to it. You yeah. think? Maybe. Best of luck with that. Um, don't feel a lot of pressure to re-record it. Fuck. I would say. Fuck! But, I'm so uh, stupid. No, hey, it's okay. It's all right. Let's uh, let's <sighs> move on. Sorry.
1: Um it's all right. So that was my week, for better or for worse. Just like the comic strip. Also, oh, uh, oh
0: yeah, I devoured yeah. that
1: as a kid. Yeah, it was funny because you'd see the characters age, and in some cases, die of old age.
0: Yes, yes, it, it was uh, not a, not necessarily a funny comic strip, but you could kind yeah. of follow a, the life of a family. You don't get that from Canadian Garfield.
1: Family.
0: Yeah, nah, hell yeah. You know, I was reading today about Bill Watterson, this Calvin and Hobbes guy. What a yeah. mysterious man. You know, we didn't do any interviews or something. There's only like two pictures of him on the internet. He looks basically like one of our damn hipster friends, <laughs> even though it was the 80s. So he's probably just a nerd at the time. <laughs> Anyway, yeah,
1: he was uh, he was the Banksy of the eighties. No he one was. Lo- knows who he is.
0: He was, <clears throat> yeah. and he retired um, on
1: top. He wouldn't let them sell the image of Calvin
0: and Hobbes to make any merchandise. You know, he stopped it after ten years because he didn't want to repeat himself. He's the ultimate artist, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, here, Bill Waters, Waterson, Waterson, Bill Waters was a tr- Toronto sports radio <laughs> host.
1: He's also a great guy. Either yeah. of them, if they're listening, please get in contact. We'd love to have you on, on a future episode.
0: Yeah, we would. Oh. We actually really would. So
1: we're not bullshitting right now. We're not bullshitting. James, how was your damn week?
0: Uh, you know, um, it's fine. Um, I'm sort of sick of getting the vaccine now. I've had like about six shots and I'm just like over it. But oh. eh, I guess, you know, the more you can get, the better. Um, Seems, seems unfair. But, uh, Actually, I had a good week. You know, I've been watching a lot of the Netflix show Cobra Kai. Have you heard of Cobra Kai? Oh, hi oh. Yes, Michael? <laughs> yes. Right. Absolutely, you nailed it on that one. Yeah. If you don't know, Cobra Kai is set... You, you've heard of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. This show is not set in the Marvel Universe. It's set in the Karate Kid Cinematic Universe, the KKCU. And... Um, it takes the real life actors from The Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio and a blonde guy, uh, and you know they they're, they act again thirty five or whatever years later in this show, and they play the same characters, and um, it's all about these these two guys starting their own dojos. And there's a one dojo, the Cobra Kai, that's all about being tough and not being a quote unquote pussy, as the guy says. And then, you know, Karate Kid Boy starts his own dojo that's more about being nice, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I love this show. It's great. I'm learning a ton about karate. I'm learning a ton about helping kids. And I thought to myself, I've got time. I know I'm motivational. I know I've got the it factor. I know people love me, especially the listeners of Landlord Tenant Podmas. Shout out to Mm. you guys yeah debated. so I thought why the hell don't
1: i start my own dojo oh really you you've actually yes. you're i know you're always you always have some sort of scheme going a business venture is this the, the new the new thing for twenty twenty one from
0: the socialist that anytime a capitalist makes a project to make money it's a scheme <laughs> i try try it's a money making project michael okay and Yeah, this is my new project. I don't know the details yet. I don't know the angle I'm going to take with this dojo. You know, is it going to be for kids? Is it going to be for adults? Or I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I have rented some space to make my dojo. I've uh, bought some mats and robes. Uh, I bought Mm. a bunch of guns and I'm ready. I'm ready to start this dojo. I just have to think of an angle, but I I think I've got all the equipment needed and and we're going to be ready to rock soon.
1: Sorry. So uh, first of all, you know, it's great to see you're keeping busy. Did you say you uh you've ordered some uh, guns for your yeah, dojo? Yeah, I've
0: got I've got all the equipment ready for the dojo. I've got robes, I've got mats, uh punching bag, I've got yeah, a bunch of guns. <laughs> so, you know, we're ready to rock. I just I just think it needs an angle. It can't what just What kind? Mm.
1: But sorry, so the, if you're teaching, like, karate, presumably, which Probably I... Probably
0: karate, possibly taekwondo or MMA, you know. And
1: I don't know if you have a real background in, in any of those disciplines. Uh, either way, what, why, uh, what, what are the guns for? Is it uh, Mike, to protect the students? So the, when to, was the last...
0: Like, what do, you, what do you know about karate? What do you know about MMA? What do you know about taekwondo?
1: Well, I don't what know. What do
0: you know about the name I Anderson don't, Silva? Don't know much. Or Khabib. Khabib. I don't even know what that is. I I, Uh, I admit it. Listen, dude. I don't know. I I don't know all the details yet. I don't know what everything I bought is going to be for. I bought a robe, too. Do I have to explain that as well? All I know is I got the robes. I got the workout equipment. I got the guns. I got the bandanas. And we're going to be ready to go soon. Where did you order the guns, out of curiosity, from? Oh, my God. I I mean, what is this? Uh, You know,
1: (laughs) nagging Nana time? Jesus Christ, dude. No, it's not nagging Nana time James. We're doing a fun podcast that we've done together for four years. Jesus. Ugh, don't remind me. Uh, is, there, is there something called the four-year itch? Because, <laughs> you know. Interesting. We should do a bonus episode uh, called the four-year itch where we get all of our gripes and grievances out <laughs> in the open. That's a good idea. Yeah, That's a really yeah. good idea. Well, um, good luck I guess for this new dojo thing, you know, not I don't know about the guns aspect of it, but whatever, you know. None of my none of my business says None uh, of your business and you don't know a how a dojo works and
0: I say. do, and trust me, if you've watched Cobra Kai, you know you need guns to start a dojo.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair
0: you're enough. You're a goddamn idiot if you don't know that, so sorry mm. for the harsh language right. and harsh take there.
1: Oof. Oh. oh. So before we uh, get to our guests this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a brief reminder that if you like the show, you are more than welcome to support us on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant. You open your pockets and you pull down your pants and then uh, you, uh, you know the rest. You uh, donate some money, you get a bonus episode uh, at least once a month if you help us out. And if you don't, hey, that's okay. We're not We're not keeping names or anything.
0: I, that's right. And really, how could we? Because you are able to download this anonymously until
1: anonymously.
0: Bill C-180 is passed, in which I hope yes. that we put an end to that. Right, um, your
1: MP and your congressperson. Yes. We need to get that passed. Yes, we
0: do. Um, yeah. Thank you so much if you help us on Patreon. And if you don't, don't worry. You could rate and review us. That would be great. Effing do great. It. Um Well, I think we took care of everything there. I think that was a very good intro. It had everything. Uh, Literally everything. Quite literally. Um, So why don't we take a little breaky poo-poo and come back with our guest. Nana an
1: 87 year old Irish grandmother who recently moved to Los Angeles and I'm Brian her grandson Each week I talk to different interesting people about the events that matter the most
0: and I do some nagging
1: you certainly do
0: mind if I nag you right now uh,
1: Well we don't have time for that right now
0: Oh please please we don't have time please no
1: Nana we don't have time
0: please oh, we please, don't have time let me nag you please. Please. No, oh, Grandma. We please let me nag. You. No, Nana.
1: That's nagging, Nana. Available wherever you download your pods.
0: I just love to nag.
1: And welcome back, everybody. It's so wonderful to have you here once more. Our guest this week is a comedian actor, and even a book author. Might be might be the only author of a book we've ever had on this show. Not the usual caliber of guest we attract. And now she's a guest again on our show. Look, everyone, it's Ebony
2: Rosen. I'm back. Hi, guys. Hey, that Ebony. makes
1: me
0: think of Jack Nicholson in The Shining.
2: That's usually what I want people to think of when I'm entering any space or room. That's so. Didn't he say I'm back? Oh no, I'm
0: sorry, I'm dumb. He I think said, he said he here's Johnny. Johnny.
2: I think I'm back. Is you're <laughs> thinking maybe of the Terminator, but that's not quite what he says either. He's, he's sort of leaving and says I'll be back. Oh, and Jack Nicholson says here's Johnny.
1: <laughs> oh, but I think um, to be fair, in The Shining, there is a scene where Jack Nicholson looks at Shelley uh, Duvall and he says, "Come with me if you want to live." Right.
2: <laughs> yes, that is that is from The Shining, famously. Get in the Wouldn't chopper. Have, yeah, it, he also it, says, of, I'm, I, he says I'm too old for this shit a bunch of times as he yeah, chops he, up tries to chop up his family.
0: He breaks <laughs> an axe through the door and sticks his head through through and goes, "I'm getting too old for this shit."
2: <laughs> that was good, James. Thanks. Do you want to know the weirdest fact I learned about that scene recently? Actually, I don't know why I found this out, but apparently that Jack Nicholson was a volunteer firefighter in his youth. And so they had like a prop door for him to break, but he was so good at breaking doors with axes from being a volunteer firefighter that he was just like obliterating it every time on the first take. So they had to get a real door.
0: Is that, is that, is that true?
2: I mean, I read it on the internet. So what does that tell you? Wow. Imagine a young
1: Jack Nicholson doing his volunteering with the the fire department. That would be imagine if you had if your place was on fire and Jack Nicholson came to put it out.
2: It would be shocking.
0: Yeah, you Jack would show up and you'd be like, "Oh my god, Jack Nicholson, thank you so much." And he'd be like, "Hey, hey, I hope this fire is over before the Laker game starts."
2: Cuz he loves the Lakers.
1: If a basketball yeah. at a Lakers game ever caught on fire, heaven forbid, <laughs> Um, Heaven forbid. those guys will be glad to have Jack there in the front row.
2: Yep. That's, that's the, the main emergency. I could see it being the most convenient to have Jack Nicholson at a sporting event near the front four.
0: <laughs> it's funny because Jack was definitely a stud in his day, but when I think mm. of Jack at a Lakers game, I kind of think of heavy set Jack mm. and I just sort of thought of him sitting at the court side, and I just imagine him farting at courtside. I don't know why. I think it's no. just his vibe now. I wonder if any of the Lakers have ever smelled a Jack
1: Nicholson fart.
2: <laughs> During That's a, an Oscar-winning fart.
1: <laughs> During a um, like, like a what are the penalties? F- free guy. throw what are the penalty shots called? Like, like. a free throw. <laughs> yeah, the guy's concentrating, and he's just <sighs> suddenly he's like about to throw. And then it's like it's a, a a rather uh, unusual smell wafts over. It know? was a chicken salad sandwich <laughs> Jack, Jack, um, I don't know how to say this. Uh, you know, we do support, we, we love how much you support the team. You know, we love that you're such a big fan. But uh, some of the players have complained. <laughs> yeah, if you are going to fart,
0: could you at least try to eat, you know, not... No, you know, fewer eggs. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> mean, this is really getting He took disgusting. a turn. He, just, <laughs> he took
1: hard-boiled eggs over the sink, Jack Nicholson, in his, in his home. Yep. Uh,
2: is he married?
1: He was dating Laura
0: Flynn Boyle for a very long time. <laughs> I don't nice. know if That's they're horrifying. still together.
2: I hate that.
1: Yeah. He was... So he's 83 now. Thousand. And when I guess when they made as good as it gets, he was like supposed to be like the romantic like or like uh, Helen Hunt was supposed to be his like his lady. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was still like probably what, 40 years older than her at the time. <laughs> That's a Great point.
2: 40 seems generous, but I feel, I feel like he's not 40 years older than Helen Hunt, but he's definitely older than Helen Hunt, who is definitely older than Laura Flynn Boyle.
0: I'm looking up Helen, Helen Hunt's DOB.
2: I'd love to know. Well, okay, We're- let's guess. I think Helen Hunt right now is fifty-seven.
1: Oh! Hmm. If Miss Hunt is listening, we'd love to to have your side of of this. Michael, argument. what's your guess? Ah, uh, Helen Hunt. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna say.
2: I'm gonna say sixty-two. I like that.
1: Miss
0: Helen Elizabeth Hunt, mm. born in Culver City, California, is fifty-seven.
2: Oh wow! I can't believe
0: you got that, Ebony.
2: I felt such a sh- surge of triumph for su- like one millisecond, and then it immediately <laughs> dissipated. And I thought, not a lot to celebrate right now, Ebony. But I'm, I'm so impressed.
1: You could, I could see you sort of uh, traveling with carnivals, and you know, people like, step right up, step right up. Mm-hmm. Ask me how old Helen Hunt is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I don't know. I've not looked it up in advance. <laughs>
0: Yeah, step right up, step right up. This lady will guess Helen Hunt's age. <laughs> you
2: the have act's going to get- gonna go downhill next year when I keep guessing 57 and she's 58. <laughs> but for this year, it's going to be, ooh, a primo attraction. <laughs> so the,
0: the, the carnival barker has to change it. Step right up. This lady will guess Helen Hunt's lay age one year ago. <laughs> Uh, make a lot so of wait, money. If, Helen, if, if Helen Hunt is 57 and Nicholson is 83, you said, Mike? 83. That's still
2: gross. You're right. So that still sucks.
0: 26 years.
2: So how old is Flynn Boyle?
0: Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to look this up now.
2: I bet she's 48.
1: Is that your, I'm right again, your official you're guess? You're
2: going to flip out. Yeah, 48's my official guess. Mike?
1: Ooh, Mike. <laughs> what was she on? I'm trying to picture her. Laura A oh, little Boyle. show called Twin she Peaks. She was in Ever Wayne's World. About? All right, <laughs> I'm gonna say she's
0: 52. Lara Flynn Boyle from Iowa, oh. 50 years old on Damn. the dot.
2: Wow, that was right in between our guesses.
1: Holy crap!
2: Well, let's just say that
1: Jack, uh, whether in real life or in movies, he likes his ladies a little uh, younger.
2: Yeah gross, Jack.
1: <laughs> Jack
0: I believe was with Angelica Houston, no?
1: Yes. I believe he was.
2: Well, that feels more appropriate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they probably had some were part of wild parties in mm-hmm. LA in like 1980 or something. Yeah.
2: They probably oh, yeah. attended
0: an orgy. I don't know that. This is just my speculation, but
2: I mean she's Hollywood elite. She can get into any orgy <laughs> she wants. She's uh, just be, she's from a he'd, dynasty.
1: He'd be sitting on Uh, In the front row of the orgy, as if he were at a Lakers game.
2: (laughs) Sunglasses on, mouth full of eggs.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jack farted at the
1: orgy (laughs) again.
2: (laughs) I'd love to start this rumor.
0: Wait, (laughs) Angelica Houston is part of a dynasty?
2: Yeah, because John Houston, I believe, the the famed uh, film director, is her father?
1: Yes. Yeah. And then
2: someone else is her brother that's famous whose name last name isn't Houston or something. There's more of them. They're like the Barrymores.
1: Wow. Is it Warren Beatty? No, that's Shirley MacLaine's brother. That's brother's. Shirley MacLaine.
2: But someone there's another there's another one in the family that's a, that's a big maha in Hollywood. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> did, did either of you say, see the um a few years ago there was a traveling exhibition that, that I think was in toronto of uh like stanley kubrick film props and costumes and like they had like camera lenses and stuff but they they did have the uh the typewriter from the shining that had the piece of paper that said all work and no play Uh, you know the rest did you did either of you see that no
2: no Okay, let's move on. Hard no. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Describe it to us, Michael.
0: What What did you think when you saw that, Mike? Did you go crazy? I was like,
1: I, I was like, everyone, look at me! I'm Jack Nicholson from The Shining. And then I <laughs> ran over to the the 2001 Space Odyssey stuff, and I was like, look at me! I'm hell. And then everyone was everyone loved it, and they bought me drinks and took. My- was this a date? Were you oh. on a date, or was this just to strangers? No, I was. I was. I think I was by myself. Um, but that it, feels right. Yeah. And the guys, so a lot of people would look at like, Oh, there's the costumes of like the, those scary twins from the shining or like, here's mm. costumes from Barry Lyndon or whatever.
2: <laughs> and that's interesting. But sort of the, sad, dusty part of the exhibit. No, one <laughs> as into just natural lighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then,
1: but the guys who hung out and looked at like, spent a lot of time looking at his camera lenses. They're a different type of guy. Uh, not interesting <laughs> to most people.
2: no, you're gonna see some incels at a Stanley Kubrick event. There's no question.
1: Yeah, they are
2: just kind of lone loner guys who really want to talk about lenses and would would <laughs> probably start talking to a stranger, being like, "He actually borrowed these from NASA to make Barry Lyndon." You'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> stop talking <laughs> to me."
0: <laughs> what the hell is Barry Lyndon? I never saw that one.
2: Oh, bro, oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you haven't seen Barry Lyndon? Fuck, <laughs> it's so long. I I'm actually it's never very seen slow. It. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is it a civil
2: war movie? No, I th- it's a it's a British <laughs> altercation. I think it's some it's like a it's not War of the Roses, it's later than that. It's like a if f- f- 7 Years War maybe? I want to say maybe rockets. Napoleonic era. Okay. Uh and um there's a guy named Barry Lyndon and he's a soldier, I think, and uh <laughs> it's, it's all shot with natural lighting. And all the scenes play out just in full. Like, if you just really want to watch a conversation <laughs> at that time between two people who sort of know each other and just really watch it, that's what Bear Linden's all about.
0: Interesting. Oh, sounds well, maybe good. I haven't
2: seen it in a long time. I'm sure it's much better than I'm describing it. And I love a period piece. But I remember falling asleep every time I tried to watch <laughs> Yeah.
0: Remember AI when Kubrick only made half of it? <laughs> And Spielberg made the other half, and it was like half of it was kind of like a Kubrick movie, and then then there's like suddenly Robin Williams is like a, like his character in the genie or in Aladdin, kind of like "Hello, oh, you're AI, are you?" Like it was so weird. Wasn't that
2: wait, the height the height of Haley Joel Osment as well?
0: Hmm. Yeah, he was definitely like a, a basking in a glow at at that point. For sure. Yeah,
2: this was post-Sixth Sense, but before he just got older in a way that no one cared for.
1: That's right. (laughs) Would I... Because this is our annual uh, Kubrick uh, episode. Um, Mm. A thing I learned that blew my mind was that Stanley Kubrick was, like, I guess famously afraid of flying. So he, like, lived most of his life in the UK and worked there, and he wouldn't travel anywhere to shoot movies. So they just had to, like, make parts of england look like whatever he was shooting so they like for full metal jacket they made some hill in england look like vietnam and uh they just shot it
2: there they did the same thing for eyes wide shut they like reconstructed new york and london because he didn't want to fly there that seems so stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when you watch Eyes Wide Shut, too, like, the city, the streets are, are such, like, it's such a vibe. Like, it really is, like, featured yeah. heavily. So it must have been crazy to, to build that. Hello. Welcome to New
1: York. Where are you going to, Gov?
2: <laughs> How are your God. eyes? Wide shut? Oi.
0: <laughs> Go, can you believe that fucking Derek Jeter? <laughs> that fucking Jeter is unbelievable playing baseball.
2: <laughs> he got two fucking hits last night. I can't believe how much of high Wide chat is about Derek Jeter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if he was with the Yankees then, but they—he knew he could predict. So,
0: yeah, he might have been.
2: <laughs> he might have been
0: ninety-five. Um, you know what? I don't think I've mentioned this on the pod, but you brought up Haley Joel Osment. You know, I have met Haley Joel Osment. Wow. And and he was really nice. What? And I did. I really did. This isn't a joke at all. I met him very briefly. Well, it better not be
1: a joke, because if you're pulling our legs. If I were freak my out. leg, you'd notice, because it <laughs> we probably need this be ripped to be true. off
0: your pelvis. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: um, <laughs> Haley
0: Joel was very nice. And some other lady there sort of like asked him what he's up to. And they were kind of mean to him, actually. And I felt a bit bad for him. I could hear them tittering. And then someone was sort of like, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, you know, I build houses with my dad. And I was like, oh, you're really nice. And people are kind of j- laughing at you a bit. And I feel bad for you, but
1: you seem happy. So just a little tidbit of info there. Did you have any actual like interaction with him? Did you say anything to him?
0: I did. I did. Oh, I, well, just hi. Nice to meet you. And he was like, "Classic." Hey. yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> But there's a scoop. There's a there's a landlord-tenant scoop. I don't think anywhere else has this. I don't know. And this is and, for all real. So Where was goes. this? It was in LA. I was okay. there doing its project. And Haley Joel was on it.
2: You should get him on the pod, James. It was a little short. The story's yeah, not real you unless you get him on the pod.
1: Okay, fine. Done. Text him. All right. Will do. The last thing he did, apparently... Was he, well, he's doing a voice in the new Ninja Turtles movie.
2: So I guess he had to ask. That's a major, that's a major property.
1: Yeah. He must have had to ask his dad, like, "Uh, dad, uh, do you think I can have uh, next Wednesday off from building (laughs) houses with you?
2: To be Donatello. (laughs) (laughs)
1: When are you going to quit that? Quit. (laughs) Stop chasing your dreams, son. I hope he saved his money.
0: I wonder how much money he made doing all those movies. It must have been like $10 million, no? You would think. If he wasn't a fucking idiot, yeah.
2: Oh, you just got (laughs) mic'd,
0: Haley, you just got fucking miked.
2: Now he knows what he's in for if he comes on the podcast. (laughs) A lot of burns from Mike about his fiduciary decisions as a boy. Our guest this week doesn't know
1: fuck all about money. Please welcome (laughs) Haley Joel Osment. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, I wouldn't say that. I I would be very respectful if he ever graced this show. Well? Well, hopefully he will. Yeah. Um Mike, you you brought
0: up before we started recording. I'm just transitioning to a new topic because I felt like no, we kind of run out
2: back of time, but Joel. we can stay on that. <laughs> Please rescue us, James.
0: Yes. <laughs> you, Mike, um seem to be uh eager to to vent or
1: tell us about uh, this Biden inauguration lineup. whoa yeah Ebony, do you do you mind if I just sort of uh bring start talking about the artists that have been booked to perform at the Biden inauguration?
2: Nothing would please me more and I don't think I know who uh who who the big Biden gets were, so I'd love to find out.
1: Oh, OK, well, here we go. So there are two two sort of uh, phases of inauguration entertainment uh, right there at the Capitol live outdoors while Biden and uh, Harris sw- are sworn in. Lady Gaga will be singing the national anthem. Wow. Gaga And then JLo will be performing something, some other. OK, song. maybe the Canadian anthem.
2: That'd be fun. Or the Amer- or the U.S. anthem in French, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now to or perform. Actually, Spanish would be a lot more appropriate, both to J.Lo's heritage and the country, <laughs> no. uh, which no. refuses to make Spanish an official language. <laughs> that was probably more accurate there, but I'd like I would her like to do her to French. sing it in
1: French. I think it'd be much funnier if she yeah. sang it in French.
2: Me too. Um, J.Lo but- is a weird. Is J.Lo still performing as a singer? I don't even know what J.Lo is anymore.
1: She is, I mean, she was on the, in the summer, they had this like lockdown mu- music special where like Elton John and Paul McCartney and J-Lo all performed like in their backyards. And she sang some song. I I have no idea what it is because I only know two two of her songs. You know what? Jenny, this, this is going to come off. Yeah. And if you had your
0: love and I gave you all my trust, would you lie would to you me? Would you come?
2: Yeah. Or that, call that, me so, can,
0: can I just make a real hard <laughs> opinion here? That song sucked. Remember that? If you have uh, your and I think her voice sounded bad on it.
1: What about and Jenny, Jenny Love from the don't Block? Cost a thing? Is that a
2: song by oh, her? Oh, yeah. Well? That's also J-Lo. And that yeah. one's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Wait, is that J-Lo? I'm pretty sure. I saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But my point is, I don't think J-Lo has a great voice. Jenny from the Block, sure, that's a good song. But anyone could do the vocals she did on that. I'm still Jenny from the Block. Used to have a little Noah. Ha- like, I could do that. <laughs> know what I'm saying. Like, I think J-Lo's music career is kind of bullshit. I'm sorry.
2: Are you saying you want to be JLo? lo
0: <laughs> I'm saying I could be a better J-Lo in front of the mic than she could.
1: James, don't Damn. take this the
0: wrong way, but
1: uh, between you and J-Lo, she's a little
0: easier on the eyes. Okay. Well, that's a matter of opinion, Michael.
2: Her butt's insured, James, is yours. Yeah. Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> it is. Oh. Yeah.
2: Uh, for how much? A thousand bucks. You got a thousand dollar ass? Five hundred dollars a cheek. Right. Scale tush.
0: If, yeah, it's <laughs> if anything happens to it. I, I, I <laughs> you know, I probably make like it's not a lot, not a left to live on. But, you know, I make a few like a few hundred bucks a year. So it's worth it. You know,
2: you make a few hundred bucks a year <laughs> insuring your ass. ass? Yeah. Don't you yeah. have to pay it. Like, I, I thought it would cost you to insure it. How do you no, get no I
0: pay to insure it. but. I, the reason I pay to insure it is because it's responsible for a small amount of money I make each year.
2: Okay. So you have to protect that income. It does sound like you're paying more in insurance than you're earning from your ass. Uh, just wow. to, seems like a bit of a Haley Joel Osment choice there, but. Exactly. Bad with money, famously from this podcast, you heard it here first.
0: Well, look, I'm not, the. you know, I'm not, uh, uh, Alan Keynes here. I'm I'm just doing my best, and I insure what I insure, and I don't know anything more than that.
2: Okay, fair enough. C- is your I, dick insured?
0: Oh yeah, Mike never finished his whole thing.
2: Oh sorry, I'm sorry. I've been I've been I've been sexualizing James. Go on, Michael. No, actually, we got a Lady Gaga. We got a J Lo.
1: Ebony, I would. I, I you brought up an interesting uh, question, James. Is your dick insured? Thank you. Uh first
0: know. of all, I, I realize it's John Maynard Keynes, not Alan Keynes. So Alan Keynes. I was John wondering Maynard
1: who the Keens. who the heck is this Alan Keynes? <laughs> I
0: know. Who who was I thinking of there? Maybe maybe uh, Alan, Alan Doyle. Uh, Alan Doyle. Um is my dick insured? Yes. Um for how much? Twenty grand.
2: Okay. Whoa! So that dick's working a lot harder than that just ass. So every- is what you're
0: telling us. It, it certainly is. And just so everyone knows, they're probably thinking, "Oh, this is some lewd thing." It's not. Um, I insured my ass. It's not. For, nothing's happening. It's just for uh, science stuff. And then my dick, also science stuff. It's not porno. But yeah.
2: Like stem cell research or what? What
0: exactly? Yes, stem cell research. From your dick. Wow. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. If you could they found an element in my dick that <laughs> is really good for stem cells. So <laughs> once every six months a scientist does some stuff to it and then they've taken in a bottle.
2: And now do you insure it at your cost or at cost to the scientists?
0: I have to pay the insurance. Mm.
2: Bummer.
1: Well speaking of uh bummers. Back to J-Lo's
2: caboose. If, beautiful, uh, uh, remember, beautiful transition. <laughs>
1: thank you. When she was at the height of, you know, when J-Lo mania was sweeping the world, there was that, you know, urban myth that like, oh, her, her butt's insured for a million dollars. And I was wondering, like, how would you um, redeem that policy? Like, is it insured if there's like, oh, there, my butt suffered some like water damage or like a, an, <laughs> act of, butt. Uh, an act of God, like a hurricane wrecked my butt and then... <laughs> You <laughs> get to, you
2: know, cash that policy. I guess so. I guess if somehow her butt gets damaged, if she breaks her butt uh, or um, punctures it. Fire. Or gets stabbed in the butt. A fire. Or is it like, a butt fire? oh, man. Yeah. Or, oh, man, I, I ate really uh, just
0: salad for a month and now my butt's a bit smaller. Shit. Because <laughs> isn't it a thing that she has a shapely butt? I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's just I mean, say between she's gonna it for a million bucks because it has no shape. Okay, James.
1: That'd be funny though. Someone who's who's got like a bad butt, you know, no body shaming, but it'd be funny for someone who had the money to insure their t- terrible ass for a million dollars.
2: Just as a Jack joke. Jack Nicholson. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah.
2: that's he needs it for those farts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I
1: <laughs> yeah, should
0: go. Maybe. I know there was a male porn star <laughs> called, like, Jeremy Lacroix or something, and he famously insured his penis. Hmm.
2: I mean, that makes sense.
0: It does. It literally is the source of his livelihood. Yeah. yeah. Although, if his penis got ripped off by a dog or something, I don't know if he'd be like, yay, at least I have insurance. Like, you'd still be like, oh, sh-
2: shit. starts
1: dancing around, like, <laughs> making it rain.
2: Bleeding yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Finally, that policy is gonna pay off. <laughs> that's the Smartest. first call I'm gonna make <laughs> immediately after this dick ripping. Uh, the state farm.
1: They should Who get- else
2: is playing at the fucking Biden inauguration? <laughs>
1: <like>? <laughs> Not J- J- LaCroix. So, that's the live portion. JLo lo Lady Gaga. Two of the oh. hottest new artists two of the biggest hollywood stars you can get point blank yeah you got uh, you got both of them there then there's an online um, portion of the show because people can't congregate in dc because of covid-19 and that will be hosted by tom hanks the famous actor from the terminal
2: got covid and- covid survivor tom hanks Co- covid survivor he
1: got it in australia so he got a, a certain type of covid um, that's a bit, you know, more, uh, a bit more, uh, in your face.
2: Down under. Yes. COVID down under.
1: <laughs> My name's Forrest Gimp. And I'm down Um, but as far as I know, I'm joking, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's hosting in character as, you know, as Forrest Gump or the character from the terminal or the lawyer from Philadelphia. He's hosting it as himself. And there will be performances from... Let's see. It's a who's who of cool, popular new artists. John Legend, Bruce Springsteen, The Boss, uh, oh. John Bon Jovi, Justin Timberlake. John Bon Jovi.
0: John Bon Jovi. I yeah. could have sworn he was a rep- Republican.
2: Yeah, just based on vibe and songs alone. <laughs> and he's super
0: rich. Like, he almost bought the Buffalo... He was... When they... They were gonna buy the Buffalo Bills and move them to Toronto, and John Bon Jovi was like part of the group. I think he has like hundreds of millions.
2: Yeah, he's like one of the richest musicians in the world. Weirdly, I feel like I—that's yeah. like not trivia you'd expect. But John Bon Jovi's like maybe it's Paul McCartney, then John Bon Jovi.
0: Yeah, that's like saying really? like, oh, the long-haired guy from the band Extreme, who's saying more than words, <laughs> is one of the richest <laughs> men in the world, Gary Chirone, and he's playing the Biden
2: inauguration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's well, a big fat Democrat, rich.
1: Uh, rocker John Bon Jovi I don't know if he's singing or if he's just like showing his bank statement um, oh. Demi Lovato and then uh, Garth Brooks has just been announced which is I- I'm surprised Rude. you'd think he would be quite a, a Republican guy
2: you would think do you think he'll maybe he'll do it at, maybe Chris Gaines is a Democrat and he'll do it as yes. him yes. and so then, then he'll play as Garth Brooks
1: he'll, he'll fight himself as his two RNC, alter egos <laughs> I mean, I hate to say
0: it, but if Garth, if it's Garth Brooks versus Chris Gaines, then I'm on board with Republican Garth
1: Brooks. Sorry. (laughs) Even if Chris Gaines is woke, I can't say I'm a fan. And I guess the big news on the weekend was the coup that music fans had always hoped for, but had sort of accepted would never happen. And of course, I'm talking about how um, it was announced on the weekend that for the first time in 22 years, the famous rock band, The New Radicals. (laughs) are reforming to play you get what what you give at the inauguration wow
2: that's insane
1: i mean only biden
0: could make that happen
2: yeah when hell freezes over am i right but it's not even the eagles which would fit better it's (laughs) the new radicals
0: (laughs) i mean if if biden can get the new radicals back together i don't think he's gonna have a lot of problem fixing coronavirus or anything
1: or the economy Yeah. You know, there's nothing a 90s kid can't do. A 90s kid like Biden.
2: Yeah. (laughs) A famously 90s kid. Wow. If he can get the new radicals back together, think what he'll be able to do for a divided America. So I guess, yeah, they'd have to sing You Get What You Give because they only had one other song. If they
0: don't, that's going to be fucking bullshit. (laughs) If the new radicals perform at Biden's thing and they don't do You Get What You Give, they're they're. Toast. Hey, everybody, here's More
2: a new opinion.
1: song we've been working on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, they had that one other one that was like, whatever happened to Amelia Earhart? Nah, 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 nah. You know that one? No. <laughs> no? I have never heard another no, New just Radical, me, radical just song. No, just a deep, <laughs> died in the wool New Rad's fan like myself mm-hmm. knows that one. What was that one called? I got to look it up.
1: I'm on well, it. Do you think, though... You know that fun part at the end of the song where he's like, you know, Courtney loving Marilyn Manson, blah, blah. Do you think he's going to yeah. update the lyrics to make it more contemporary? Yes.
2: I hope so.
1: So it'd be like, uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and, uh, Kim Kardashian. And, oh my you know, God. That's just my, off the top oh of my, God, my head. Oh my God. I hope so. Yeah. Or maybe he has like, he
0: mentions like Twitch streamers, like, um, <laughs> PewDiePie and, um... <laughs> You know, oh, PewDiePie and Ninja, they're playing. Oh, God. I, Ebony, I, that new radical song is called Someday We'll Know. Yeah, and I've never we'll heard of this. If love I don't know any listeners have heard of this. It's I don't not know how good. you know that.
2: I don't know either. I guess I'm a huge fan of the new radicals. I don't know uh, <laughs> why this knowledge is in me. I guess I'm a regular Biden for them. <laughs> Are they headlining? Please say yes. I. I don't
1: think they're headlining because, objectively, I believe Garth Brooks and Bruce Springsteen are slightly
2: bigger stars.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But um, even
2: just the E Street Band without the Boss would still be a bigger get (laughs) than the New Radicals. I feel like, but (laughs) yeah,
0: that's true. It's just Max Weinberg on the drums and like just playing (laughs) Born in the (laughs) USA.
2: And then just a cardboard cutout of Clarence Clemens, rest in peace. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this is like the uh, completely misguided idea of like they're like, well, these this is our concession to all the the Bernie people who didn't get what they wanted. I we assume that they will at least be placated by having the new, <laughs> new radicals.
2: But I'm not surprised because do you remember the musical thing that they did during the DNC? Because it was one of the most like like touched uncanny valley insane like bad choices i've ever seen which is maybe why they're trying to stack this lineup because they didn't get any of those people for the dnc what they got was um billy porter and steven stills singing um uh, what what is it stop hey what's that sound in a way that was like unbelievable It was like the most out of touch, bizarre thing I've ever seen. And they did it like kind of like in this weird clip art way. Like, so like Billy Porter was kind of floating around the screen, but obviously Stephen Stills didn't have the same access to a green screen (laughs) or as dynamic a background. And it was just like, (laughs) this can't be happening. It Uh, it looked
0: exactly like a Tim and Eric
2: sketch. It was so crazy. So I'm not surprised that they were like, okay, we got to redeem ourselves after that. People thought that wasn't as cool as we thought. The new radicals? Is that something that everyone <laughs> wants to see? It feels like it feels like a response move.
1: Yeah. I, I guess this is their they're like they're making up for you know for for screwing up the first time.
2: I seem to have really silenced you both with that. Did you guys love that Steven Stills and Billy Porter? <laughs> performance? No, it was a What's great explanation.
1: <laughs> I was just taking it in. I was yeah, I was reflecting Whoa. on it also. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm on the
0: New Radicals Wikipedia page, and I'm just, like, basking in everything that's being said right now.
1: I wonder if, if Biden, though, can now use the next four years to sort of reunite other 90s one-hit wonders for America, like, I don't know, um Who's saying
2: Breakfast at Tiffany's?
1: Was that Deep Blue Something or Great Blue yes. Something?
0: And I said, what about Breakfast at <laughs> <and> Tiffany's? <laughs>
2: and you said, what about... <laughs>
0: Hey, you want to know an interesting fact about the New Radicals? Absolutely. Their lead singer, Greg Alexander, in 2003, he had a song titled A Love Like That that was released at pickthehits.com, a website where users could rate new music. And it was uncredited, but fans could tell it was Greg Alexander.
2: He has a signature sound. Biden was all over that message board. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Does he have a signature sound? That, oh.
1: that booming piano the echoing piano the uh, the reverb guitar and uh those those tinted sunglasses i mean that's not a sound but that's the- <laughs>
2: <laughs> they can hear it they can hear it <laughs> through the airwaves
0: he was famous for that bucket hat
1: yeah
2: i hope he wears it i hope he oh wears my it god imagine
0: if he wears that bucket hat
2: Imagine they all do. Imagine just like unexplained, like Lady Gaga comes out to do the the national anthem bucket hat. J-Lo follows it up in Spanish, bucket hat. The boss comes out, bucket hat. <laughs> Garth Brooks, bucket hat. Tom Hanks, bucket hat. Rita Wilson in the background, bucket hat. All leading up to this new radicals performance.
0: <laughs> and Nia Dallas is there hanging out with Tom and Rita. She's wearing a bucket hat. How about this? They're bubbled. Fucking <laughs> Biden is wearing a bucket hat and Kamala too. Yeah. Biden in a fucking bucket
2: hat? <laughs> That'd be delightful.
1: I would lose it. I would l- literally lose it.
2: I hope it happens. I I'm going to start a letter writing campaign.
1: Or the best would be,
0: too, if when the New Radicals are, are in the part of the song where it's like, yeah, Courtney loving Marilyn Manson. <laughs> if Biden comes on stage with them, puts his arm around Greg Alexander's shoulders and kind of n- knows off by heart that whole rapping part where they mention all the celebrities and raps it along with the New Radicals. That would be good.
2: And then Risks cut- getting COVID by getting so close to his mic. Doesn't yeah. care. Impresses everyone.
1: You cut to the 25,000 National Guard soldiers and they're all just like singing along every word and dancing like they have a dance worked out.
0: (laughs) I guess the other alternative for this scenario is that this insurrection happens during (laughs) the New Radicals (laughs) performance.
1: How about this, though? Like the Manchurian candidate. So is his name Greg Alexander? Is that the guy? Yes,
0: right? it is, with two Gs at the end.
1: So he's been <laughs> secretly, he's, he's been programmed as an assassin. And I I'm <gasps> just, let me just say this. I don't oh, want this to shit. happen. It's just a, you know, eventuality that the National Guard should be aware of. He has been given some sort of word, a code word that will activate him to assassinate Biden. He has blades on his bucket hat. And so he hears... <sighs> He hears a word like odd job, like odd job, <laughs> and he hears like, please, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the new radicals." And then suddenly, like they they start playing the song. He takes off his bucket hat. Everyone sees that famous, big, shiny bald head of his, <laughs> and he whips the hat at Biden, decapitates him, and America just gasps. I, if I, I, it sounds like something
0: Raiden would do from Mortal Kombat with his hat. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And the news was, in the news later is like, uh, well, you know, um, some might have mistaken Greg Alexander of New Radicals for Raiden from Mortal Kombat tonight <laughs> as he unfortunately used his hat to decapitate Joe Biden.
2: President That'd be elect, a wild way to, to
0: introduce the story.
2: I also, there's something about the mechanics of a bucket hat, like not working, like, like, Odd jobs hat, which was like more of a bowler hat. So, like, you could re- like it was sort of firm, but there's something very funny about like a floppy <laughs> bucket hat with just razor blades <laughs> dangling off it, just whizzing ineffectually through the air, maybe giving him a small cut. Hey, man, what's that thing coming <laughs> towards me, man? <laughs> Is that your Biden? That's pretty yeah, good. It's really good.
1: <laughs> it just came off the top of my head. I haven't really practiced it, but
2: yeah. Do you think he'll kiss his granddaughter on the mouth at the inauguration? <laughs>
1: They'll have a deep make-out session.
2: <laughs> COVID be damned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that was, was it his granddaughter? or No, no, it was Jill. That picture of him, like, standing an arm's length away, and he's just sucking her finger. What, I mean, Ew. everyone's seen it and laughed at it, but honestly, what the heck is, is going on there? I don't think I have seen that.
2: I don't think no? I've seen that either. Sounds like they've got a real Charles and Camilla thing going on.
1: Why do they do that kind of thing?
2: Well, they had like a famously kind of like all these like emails or something or letters came out between them and he kept like, there's all this stuff where he like wants, uh, he wants to be her tampon. Oh, right. This is a lot of the stuff that that. Charles is saying. Yeah. Remember that stuff? That seems very Biden and Jill.
0: I remember a Saturday Night Live sketch from the 90s where Dana Carvey portrayed Prince Charles and he was like a big giant tampon and was like, Camilla, like for real. That's why I remember that scandal.
2: It's the kind of on the nose uh, at that era, SNL writing you can always rely on. Yeah. <laughs> just the first premise that came into their heads writ large yeah. upon the small screen. So I, oh, I'm Mike just, wow. is just what? both of you sending picture... us here
0: a picture of yes. Yeah. Biden, Joe Biden sucking his wife's finger on it al- stage. It
2: almost looks like an accident. Like she just put her <laughs> hand back and accidentally flung it into his mouth.
0: Like, oh, I'm hungry, man. What is this? <laughs> It does look like he thought it was like it's like a horse eating feed or something or like
2: (laughs) peanut butter. Yeah, he just had
0: his mouth open (laughs) and flew in there
1: and he still won the election. I mean, that's the kind of photo that would have sunk any other candidate in any other time. You know,
0: yeah, because they would be like, yeah, I sucked my (laughs) wife's finger. I do it all the time. I love it. (laughs) Which president was that? (laughs) Was that Biden.
2: I don't know if it was. was. I'm still working (laughs) on it. Maybe was Gerald Ford. Ooh, Gerald Ford. I can't get back to the Zoom. All I can look at is this picture of (laughs) Joe Biden sucking her finger. (laughs) I don't know how to see you guys again.
0: I don't care if it's my damn wife. Sucking a finger. You know, like, you know, the things that touches in a day? Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Dr. Jill makes me think
1: of Dr. J, the basketball guy. Oh, God. I wonder if Joe ever gets confused about which one he's married to. <laughs> honey, are you? Or which Dr. J are you, honey?
2: Just suddenly yells, ah! Dr. J? No, sorry.
1: <laughs> um, What what song do you guys think Bruce Springsteen should perform at, at the uh, inauguration? Hmm...
2: I wonder if he'll kind of reclaim "Born in the USA" for the Democratic Party because of that time Reagan stole it.
1: Right?
0: Did did now? Do we know if Springsteen meant "Born in the USA" to be at all tongue in cheek, or was it just a pure patriotic? No, it's pretty. Song?
1: Like the lyrics are about like a Vietnam vet coming back and basically being like treated like dirt, kind of. Really? Yeah. I, like, I'm so
0: bad with lyrics. I never pay attention. <laughs>
2: I wonder, but because it, but you're not wrong to ask that, James. Because even though born in the USA is like very tongue in cheek. And that was why it was so crazy that Reagan used it. He has like, he's definitely gone into a phase in his career in the last 10 years that is like very, like he wrote that whole album after 9-11 and there's these very patriotic, like unironic songs. And the video, like the music videos for them are half in color, half in black and white of people in America from all walks of life. He's got one called We Take Care of Our Own that I'm obsessed with. Um, (laughs) And the... uh, The the lyrics are, uh, we take care of our own from the shotgun shack to the (laughs) superdome. And I hope he plays it (laughs) because it would in a way be appropriate. But it's also such a it's like a parody of itself. It's it's like Bruce Springsteen parodying Bruce Springsteen.
0: Like because (laughs) I, I, I. If you don't know anything about Bruce Springsteen, especially like when, you know, in the 90s or 80s or whatever, he, he, it doesn't seem like there's any irony going on. He's wearing like that cut off thing and he's, he has that album cover. Didn't he have the album cover with his butt and like an American flag or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, as a kid just thought, oh, this guy is really American.
2: (laughs) He is. I think he just felt let down by the administration at the time of that. So I think maybe who, who would have been president when Born in the USA came out?
0: Probably the register. yeah.
2: No, but that doesn't make sense because Reagan used it as his in his when he was running.
1: Well, maybe think, he just didn't get it. Maybe Reagan used it for the, his second term
2: or something. Maybe he used it yeah. for his second term and it was 84. sort of about it was like an indictment of his first term, and then he used it and didn't get it.
1: <laughs> Nancy, get me the song from that singer with the butt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was good.
1: That's my Reagan. That's my Reagan.
2: You guys are nailing the presidential impressions. You know
0: what? <laughs> what song I love too? Do Andrew Jackson. The- <laughs> Andrew Jackson, true
1: I don't um, know anything about myself. That's my Andrew it. Jackson.
0: I love that um uh, I love LA song, and that's another one that's used in movies constantly as though the he he's really saying LA is great, and then the lyrics are remember he's he's like, Look at that bum down there, he's on his knees. That song's the best.
2: That song is the best. And it's, and it's with Bruce, Bruce Springsteen I, I do could do see why you would think that maybe he wasn't being an ironic, but it's, or being ironic, but it's weird that anyone thinks that Randy Newman is anything other than the most sarcastic uh, piano <laughs> player in the world. <laughs> so cheeky.
1: Bruce Springsteen had his, so he released his like memoirs. Then he adapted them as a Broadway show. And for <gasps> like a year, he did a, a one man show on Broadway where he told his life story punctuated with, with songs and just the idea of like Bruce Springsteen fans, which are sort of a type, a type of like mostly a type of guy <laughs> mm-hmm. these guys like going to like we're going to Broadway <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully Bruce you know he deserves to win a Tony Award <laughs>
0: <laughs> if Bruce doesn't win at least one or two Tonys, that thing's
1: fucking rigged. I tell you the guys who uh the guys who uh judge the Tonys are full of
2: shit. <laughs> They're not gonna give the boss a fucking Tony, are they? Fucking joking? He's uh, he's Mister Broadway for fuck's sake. You heard him sing? He can fucking sing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd uh, love if he did some uh, like some traditional Broadway tunes in his own Broadway show. Like did some <laughs> like Avita, did some you know some Patti Lapone classics. I think that'd be something from Cats.
1: Memories. Yeah, Memory. that'd be great. Yeah. The guy was born to sing, dance, and act. He's a triple threat. (laughs) And shake his butt. Yes. Yeah. In his his, uh, Broadway show, there was a 15-minute tap dancing (laughs) interlude where he just showed the the crowd what he could do.
2: (laughs) No music playing, just the sound of his little taps. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Oh, Bruce. Well, <laughs> it's going to be one hell of an inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: I bet you Justin Timberlake will sing "Sexy Back" and like point to like pictures of Biden. Like Biden, yes. Biden's bringing sexy back.
2: Yeah, that made. Yeah. I forgot about. I forgot about JT. I forgot he was even in there. I got so. Caught up in the he, New Radicals fever.
0: Yeah. didn't? Yeah. Wouldn't you have said in like 2006, like, oh, Justin Timberlake is going to be, uh, uh, you know, this famous guy releasing hits for like the next 20 years. And I believe, I think he released a country album and it bombed and you don't hear of the guy anymore. Am I crazy here? Yeah, I'm pretty he's... sure he released a country-ish album and then it bombed. Didn't do well.
1: I think he just had another baby. But that's oh, not, totally. that's not a career booster, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Take it from us gals. Okay. You can't have it all. Justin. Are there any black artists on this lineup?
1: <laughs> uh, John Legend and uh, not, not many. Yikes.
0: <laughs> and John Legend kind of sucks now. James. Well, it's just my opinion. I mean, he's corny.
2: You were just mad because he rewrote the lyrics to um, that Christmas song about...
0: (laughs) Yeah. Consent. Yes. In the... What's the creepy... um, Oh, It's Cold Outside? Yeah, Yeah. Baby, It's Cold Outside. He changed the lyric to... uh, It's like... Baby, it's cold outside. And then he goes, it's your body, your choice. (laughs) He really did. That's not a joke. It was
2: embarrassing. Right message. Sure.
0: Yeah. Maybe the old lyrics are weird, but that... Sucks. I mean, I agree with it obviously, but it's kind of embarrassing. Um Ebony, me s- back me up here. You can't let me say these sort of <laughs> dangerous things and just stay silent.
2: No, why do you think it's not her body and her choice in the song, James? Why? I do. I'm just saying
0: it felt a bit corny the way shoehorned it in.
2: No, I agree. I thought it was a very unnecessary choice and I didn't get it at all. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. I don't think I don't think that song's about what he thinks it's about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, huh. I just saw breaking news. Lin Manuel Miranda has been added to the bill. No, for real. And also Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, That's and uh, and some other athletes. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. Doctor J? Did
2: we get Doctor J? <laughs> Which one? Doctor J. <laughs> Doctor
0: J. <laughs> yeah. J. Are any there. of the Blue Jays gonna be there? <laughs> They're gonna have
2: uh Alomar is <laughs> <laughs>
0: introducing Biden. <laughs>
1: A little bit of Toronto there for you.
2: Um, um, I hate Lin Manuel Miranda more than anyone <laughs> in the world. Yeah,
1: maybe he'll do all of Hamilton on uh, on the broadcast. What a fucking
0: loser! <laughs> we we have to get Tim Gilbert on here to talk about Hamilton because his description <laughs> to me of it is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It Did really he see it live? No, he watched the the you know version on TV with okay. the original cast. And Tim basically describes he describes it as like Lin-Manuel Miranda of all the actors in it, of all the male actors, is by far the shortest and ugliest, Tim said. <laughs> and yet he's supposed to be the coolest and most handsome, and all the ladies have crushes on him, and it makes no sense.
2: Yeah, it, it seems like the only role of the, according to Tim, the only role of the female characters in the show is just to talk about what a hot, hot hunk uh, Hamilton, a.k.a. Lin-Manuel Miranda is. <laughs>
1: So it's not a uh, a Bechdel test passer in that case. I don't think so. Oh, boy. Lynn, Lynn, what I the really,
2: hell? But the nail in the coffin for me with Lynn manuel Miranda was when he um, surprise performed in a flash mob uh, to uh, Lahayam from Fiddler <laughs> on the Roof at his own wedding. Uh-huh. <laughs> And as uh, a Jewish person, and just a person with <laughs> eyes and ears, I've never wanted to slit my throat more than when I watched that.
1: Really? So if someone, if you, if your uh, your fiance did that at your wedding, surprise you with his buddies, I imagine, and saying saying that. Her song. dad,
2: his dad, a lot of his Broadway friends. Yeah. Uh, okay. All the bridesmaids. Was his bride Jewish? No, neither of them are Jewish. I looked it up. What? Not a Jew in the house. Um, <laughs> first strike. Um, and she looks uncomfortable and bummed out the whole time. Maybe she's just surprised, but I, I choose to believe that it's her realizing what she married and that it's a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Honey, uh, what do you think of the number? <laughs> <laughs> oy.
2: Oh,
0: um, I just want to say sorry. I said Lin- Manuel Miranda was the ugliest. I should have said least attractive because he's not ugly. Uh, and that's not a nice word to use.
2: His body There's, is choice, James. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Ugh. Is there anything else that you're, you wanted to come on our show? We have quite a, quite a far reach uh, with our audience here. Anything you wanted to t- to tell everybody?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've really gotten the word out about how I feel about Lin-Manuel Miranda, which is mm-hmm. sort of my, my primary goal on any <laughs> podcast. People need to know how I feel. Yeah. Um, I have nothing going on right now or to promote, not a jot.
0: <laughs> well, if you get
2: Crave TV. Oh, right. I have a TV show out. Oh, go, please go watch it. It's called it's- New Eden. Um, I made it with, my, with Kayla Lorette, who's also been a guest on the pod and is a brilliant uh, person and uh, my best friend. And it's really good. And uh, uh, Caitlin Howden uh, also is a genius who's been on this before. Both James and Mike are in it. You guys, you got to go see it, guys. All, if you're everyone, a fan of the, the podcast, been on the damn pod.
0: Yeah, you'll get. You know what? That's there's probably a, a, a lot of people who have been on the pod are on that show. So check it out. Check it out now. It's very yes. funny.
2: Funk Soul Brother. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted it? An also- also- <laughs> that was like a weird reflex.
0: <laughs> also, you did, Ebony, the right thing. You you did the right You wrote a goddamn thing. book too. People could buy that.
2: Oh, yeah. If you loved my description of Barry Lyndon, you should read my whole book (laughs) where I describe actually history. Um, It's a book of humor essays called What I Think Happened, and it's as cogent as I have been on this podcast. So,
1: Is there any... do you do a chapter on it's been a while since I read it do you do a chapter on 90s uh, one hit wonders the new radicals
2: yeah that's um it's a sort of modern history um I okay. yeah so it starts kind of uh there's some stuff about Napoleon some stuff about uh sort of the, the you know the war of the roses and then it just goes right to the new radicals because the people <laughs> need to know it
1: excellent well we'll link to all of that and we'll link to the official youtube video of you get what you give and um uh, please yeah. do Thanks so much, Ebony, for for coming back and the microphone. I I was gonna say the door is always open, but then I was like, it's a podcast. Should I say the the microphone is always on?
2: Oh, a bit scary, but I like it.
1: (laughs) Great line, Mike.
2: That was really good. You should start a podcast. This podcast
1: has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar We're We're going going back back to back. back. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball, basketball podcast. podcast. I am your host Freddie Revis, and um, who who in in the hell are you, sir? Uh,
2: your producer Matt Duncan.
1: Uh, we are. Uh, 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 you know, a fan podcast. We talk about Raptors, NBA, but we're pretty freaking insightful. TBH. Huge. Um, So, you know, even if I don't have access to the bowels of the ACC, I still got a version of the scoop. Okay, A a seasoned seat holders uh, bird's eye. If you want to listen to this podcast, where where are they going to find us? Oh, you can rate and subscribe on
0: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Listen, anywhere
1: you get your podcasts, or you can listen to at thesonarnetwork.com.